Michael Lupo Lover, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast, brother. Happy to be here. You are a very interesting person, man. You are a lawyer, entrepreneur. You just crush it in many things, man. You've got multiple yachts, and we're going to see a lot of cool things happening for the Lupo Yacht Club. You're a client of ours, and we've done some cool content together, but I just can't wait to see what the future holds, man. I want to start from the humble beginnings, man. What got you into the entrepreneurship game to begin with? So I finished law school, went to work for a law firm, and um, became an attorney. And I felt like I didn't really want to work as an attorney and work for somebody. I always felt that I really want to own and operate my own business. So about a year and a half working in a law firm as an attorney, I realized there was some opportunities that came about. This was 2008 and uh, took the leap of faith. My wife was pregnant. I had a kid on the way, had a mortgage to pay, but you know what? I believed in myself and I, I went move forward. I love those types of stories, man, where someone takes takes a risk and does a complete pivot, a complete left turn at a time when, you know, maybe the bean counters and the, the people who don't want to take as much risk are like, the fuck are you doing, man? What's going on here? Remember, this was 2008, right? It's like everything is collapsing at that time. So, you know, it was uh, it definitely took a lot of courage and a lot of guts to do that. Well, in a small way, man, and I have not achieved nearly as much as you, but I can kind of relate. You know, I worked a nine-to-five job. I did the right thing. You know, immigrant parents, checked those boxes, went to school, got the good job, all that shit. And I was like, ah, this is so boring. I hate this. I, I hate, you know, other people telling me what I should do with my life. Hate the nine-to-five, hate answering to a boss. So it's cool that that kind of led you into entrepreneurship. But as you know, it you trade that stability for a roller coaster of a life. It's definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> Talk to me how you got involved in the yacht space. So I always loved boating as a little kid. Um, my grandparents had a house in the Catskills, New York, and they would take me, they had a house on the water. We had a little dinghy boat that we would go fishing on. I enjoyed it. And I always knew that I wanted to have a boat eventually. Um, when my first business started making some money, I found a actually it was a fractional quasi it's like a, a, a club membership program okay um and it was in chelsea piers manhattan okay we ended up uh getting it for the summer and i loved it man i was instantly in love you know it was in chelsea piers we would go out to the hamptons we would go out to lots of cool places um so i chartered that boat i i was a i was a member of that club and then after that, I actually ended up buying that boat nice. years down the line. That's some crazy foreshadowing, man. Like you already knew that you loved that. You already knew it was something that you enjoyed doing. And now you kind of made it your own. You have your own very interesting model and approach to, you know, every other person in, in Miami day that, you know, we're out here. We're out here. I want to I wanna kind of dive a little bit into that. Talk to me about how what makes Lupo Yacht Club a little bit different than, you know, everyone and their mom out here in Miami chartering boats. So I'm going to back up for a minute. Um, I started, I bought my first yacht from 2015. I was using that yacht in 2015, and I decided that, you know, we're using it a lot. My family's getting bigger, and we wanted to go up. Wanted to get a bigger boat. You always want a bigger boat when you have a boat. It's never enough. You always I've want to go bigger. Time. Yeah. Um, so what ended up happening is I bought 
not this one, but the other one that I have, which is identical to this one. And we started using it and COVID came. Um, and, you know, the intention when I bought it was obviously to charter it out because I saw that there was an opportunity. During COVID, um, nobody could do anything in Miami. There was really nowhere to go. All the restaurants were closed. The beaches were closed. Yep. And neighbors and everybody that I knew started hitting me up and saying, hey, can I get on the water? Can I rent your boat? So it was a no-brainer. Then I got a second one. And speeding up the story a little bit from to, your, to answer your question, I ended up getting two boats. And I got a lot of good clientele. I got a lot of people that come back to me and say, hey, Michael, you know, I charter with you all the time. Can we figure something out? Can we figure out a deal where it'll make sense for you, but I can get a better deal for myself? And that was how the concept of the Lupo Yacht Club was, was born. Okay, that, that's really interesting, man. So it's still like a, it's a membership where people basically become like kind of owners of the boat and yeah. they're able to share access to that boat at a cheaper rate than if they were to just charter at one time type of deal, right? Is there, is there limits then still when you're part of the, the membership the same way it, it will be if you're chartering? I mean, look, owning, owning a boat or chartering a boat, there's always limits. Yeah. What do you mean by limits? Um, if you're talking, The amount of people you can... The amount of people look so... That, that type of stuff. So, yeah, that's a big thing about the membership program and, and being a fractional owner. If you own the actual boat, you don't have issues of the federal rules where you're limited to having 13 people on board at any time. Yeah. That's, that's a big plus of being a fractional owner, right? Exactly. For sure, because, you know, even if you have a big family... You might have more than 13 people in your family. Exactly. You want to do a corporate event. And it doesn't matter how big your boat is, that, that limit is still... It doesn't matter. You could have yeah. a 200-foot boat. You're still limited to that capacity. That's one thing that, I mean, I'm very interested. I mean, I want to be part of the, the Lupo Yacht Club myself, man. I think it's a very interesting way to go about it. And I'm Hit sure... Hit me up. I'll hook you up. I mean, hey, man. <laughs> I got you, brother. Um, so... One of the things, like, I want to kind of, you know, I wanted to kind of start with uh, explaining what you do a little bit. Um, that's one of your hustles. That's one of the things you're doing. Talk to me about wh what else does Michael do day to day? How, how... Michael does a lot of stuff. You do, do a lot of things. What I, listen, I'm super passionate about this. Yeah. I love boating. And, you know, what I've learned about myself during these times is that um, I really love helping people plan events and... A lot of my other businesses, I help people when they're in financial struggles and they need money or they're, they're too much in debt and they need to get out of their debt. And dealing with the Lupo Yacht Club and, and the charters, it really helps people when they're planning an event and they want to celebrate something. You want to go out and hang out with your boys. You have a birthday, you have an engagement, whatever it may be. And I really find that interesting and, and and i take heart to that you know it's a beautiful thing man i mean i can relate in a smaller capacity i've always i've always enjoyed putting on a good event having a good time people don't understand being the host is very stressful you don't get to have as much fun as everyone else is having that is but very true it's satisfying at the end of the day because you put it together you facilitate a lot of relationships a lot of cool times and I, you know a leak a leak spillover of that is that you're going to do a lot of good business. You're going to meet a lot of very cool people. A lot of people are going to be want to associate it with you and whatnot. So I think that's really cool, man. And talk to me a little bit about the finance game, man, because that's that's kind of like your your bread butter. You help people 
a lot with with getting out of debt and that type of thing. I don't have to dive too deep into it, but I mean, I I read online you help people get out of paying a lot of debt, man. Dive into that a little bit. So currently, we've helped people resolve and and get out of over a billion dollars in debt. Over a billion? That's a B. That's, that's crazy, a B. man. Congra- hey, congratulations, man. Because debt is something that strangles a lot it feels of people. Rewarding, absolutely. Yeah, as it feels nice. Um, people in this in this country, not only in this country, in in, in our modern day and age, they feel that um, they live on credit, you know. And sometimes we get a little too deep. So, but it's we, not that deep, guys. Uh, it's not that deep. I love it. Um, but we're gonna get deep right now. Oh yeah, let's do it. And I'll tell you this much: we help them when they're too much in debt and they can't figure out how to make their payments. We help. And we get involved. We act as their representative and their intermediary, and help them get out of the debt. That's what we do. Whether it's um, a merchant cash advance or whatever it may be, that's the type of commercial debt we help businesses. The the fuel of our economy today is small businesses, and that's what we help get out of this debt. That's beautiful, man. I love that mission. I love that you're helping small businesses, and it's a noble cause, man, because. Without those, we got nothing left, man. Then it's just Bezos controlling everything. You know what I mean? So, so good for you, man. I love that. Um, one of the next things I kind of wanted to touch on is like, you know, you're, of, uh, you have immigrant parents, all right? I do. Soviet descent. Talk to me about, you know, your upbringing and how that made you who you are today. So my parents immigrated to this country in the early seventies uh, from the USSR. Um, they came here with nothing, literally nothing. My parents hustled. I'm the first to graduate college in this country, let alone law school. Um, right. And, you know, I'm, I'm living the dream, man. I'm living the American dream to, to be able to do this and provide all this for my friends and, and, and people. What were some of the specific um, lessons and, and things that they taught you that you keep with you today? Um, surround yourself around the right people. You know, when I was a kid, my parents, I, we lived in Brooklyn, New York. That's where I was born and raised. And um, if you get involved with the wrong crowds or the wrong people, you tend to get in trouble. Uh, my parents saw that happening at an early age. They took me out of Brooklyn. Um, and, you know, against all odds, they really, they really helped me get out of the wrong crowds and do the right thing. Um, ended up turning my life around, moving to a different place, getting the right people surrounding me and around the right people. Okay, amazing. That, that's, that's interesting to hear, man, because as an immigrant myself, I mean, I feel like I'm the son of immigrants because I, uh, I immigrated to Canada when I was like one. I'm basically Canadian, you know what I mean? But I was technically born in India and having parents, you know, instill that hard work and a lot of the same lessons has, I feel like, impacted me tremendously today. Um, but there's a lot of things still that I do very differently. And, and you know, I, I'm appreciative of their mindset for a lot of things. And, Mom, I know you're listening. I love you so much. But, hey, Mom, <laughs> there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, limiting beliefs and, and mindset things that, like, I could not a 100% one-to-one take with me in my business journey. Are there any, you know, things you employ day-to-day with your mindset with all of these 
different businesses and hustles that you're running that keeps you going, keeps you striving, keeps you hungry? Just to make better for my kids. I have two kids. They're, this time they're 14 and 12. And, you know, my parents were able to get me out of a bad situation and, and into a better life. And you just want to provide better for your family. Out of all your hustles, you mentioned that yachting's your favorite, right? This, we're on this beautiful boat here, beautiful people, having a beautiful time. I want to talk about, you know, what is it about yachting that you may, you think makes it so unique and special to just, uh, versus going on a cruise or versus getting like a sailboat or something like that. What is it about a yacht that you think makes so, it so special? What is it about yachting? Yachting is the only time that I could really let loose, put my phone down. And let your hair down a little bit. Man. I, I mean, I don't got much of it to, to let down, but, you know, at the end of the day, and, and really enjoy. And that's what I love. I love to provide that for people and let them let loose and, and, and enjoy being on the water. So that, that's one of the things, and, and being having worked with some clients and being in the yacht space as well, uh, one of the things that I've heard so many people talk about time and time again is like, the privacy and, and having your own space to do your own thing. And kind of like you say, let loose, have fun, be yourself and not be judged. You know, being out on the water, you can do a lot more of that. Now, those are some of the pros, but now I want to kind of ask you, like, what are some of the cons, man? What are some of the bad things about the yacht space that kind of, the things that kind of keep you up at night or the things that <laughs> piss you off? A well, lot first and foremost, it costs a lot of money, right? Mm. Um, takes money to, to really enjoy and be on a yacht uh, and to have it for yourself and for your guests. So that's definitely some of the things that, you know, are prohibitive to be on a yacht. Um, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. You know, work hard, play hard. That's, that's my motto. Absolutely, man. One of my mottos is like whenever I have one of those issues or anything costs too much or you, st you get those, you get the little butterfly in make stomach. More just make more money I, I i joke around with my cousin with my partner with so many people all the time it's like how can we solve this problem make more fucking money that's the only way to do it and, and that to me is everything man like i, I hate to say it because it sounds so people hate to hear it right it's like oh this guy only cares about money it's like i know it's not the money it's what it enables me to do a lot of the times the answer is to just make more money how have you seen that uh, impact other areas of your life? I mean, you were sharing with me right before this um, a special new thing that uh, a new benefit of the Lupo Yacht Club that's an actual space. Talk to me about that and how if it weren't for money, you're not able to make a play like that. It takes money to just make money. That's the truth. So it's not easy. You're a small business owner. You want to entertain your clients, right? You have clients that are part of your subscription and, and using your services and you need to entertain them. You need to take care of your clients for as little as 5,000 a month, man. In all reality for business development, it's not that much money. Damn. And that's, and, that's and very have, affordable actually, man. I spend more on like a, a lot of bottles in 11 or whatever. You know? <laughs> exactly. Let, let's be real. Yeah. You know, and let me tell you, you can go out two, three, four, five times for that money. But me and my team, we've created the concept to be able to cater to everybody with every budget. If you're thinking about buying a boat or you charter a lot, we have the answer for you to be a member of the Lupo Yacht Club. 
Well, it it comes very clear to me that you care about the small business owner, and it's it's a very important thing to you. Essentially, what you've done, relate. Exactly, you've democratized having a good time. It doesn't have to be reserved for. We were talking about Bezos or some of these big people before. Oh, you don't even think that Yara BJ man. Hey, you know, I'll take a back seat on that one, man. I I agree with you. That's a beautiful thing. You know, you're allowing people to get get benefit of of having the whole experience without breaking the bank. You know what I mean? And and it, it's a write off too, man. I mean, I'm, I'm I, hey, it is. Look, you heard it here first. I'm joining the Lupo Yacht Club, so. Yo, I'm, can I get the contract for the side right now, yeah, please? Get, get it right now, man. He's, get it he's got me on the 42. What can <laughs> I, uh, that, and that's a beautiful thing. It's a whole experience start to finish, man. And being on this boat right now here in Sunny Isles, experiencing, I'm, I feel it, man. I'm here with my team. Everyone's having a good time. We're blasting some music right now. We have some amazing people here. You know, it, it's a good time. It's, it's something that I feel like everyone needs to experience in their life, man. If you come to Miami... You got to be on the water. You got to enjoy the water. That's the only way to experience Miami tr- through and through, and for a very reasonable cost. You know, and I, I feel like I'm always selling on, on these videos, but in all reality, this is this is the way to experience and enjoy Miami. Whether it's a business, whether you're trying to spend family time. Look, and even if you come here three months out of the year, right, your points accumulate and they roll over, and you could actually go to the Bahamas with with your wife and kids. You don't need to do this as a business there's so many other ways you could experience it and enjoy it talk to me about some of the features of the yachts that you have currently and some of the ones you're looking to add to the lineup as well so currently we have two 70 foot flybridge azimuths flybridge for those of you that don't know means we have two floors currently we're sitting on the flybridge which is very cool because it gives you the privacy if you have a first of all on these yachts you'll have a captain always You'll have a stewardess always. And that being said, it gives you the privacy. If you're up here on the flybridge, the captain will be down there and you could have privacy hanging out with your family or with your friends or whoever you may be with. Um, so having a flybridge is definitely a huge value add. Um, as soon as I bought the yacht, the first thing I did, I made sure they were mechanically good so that if I want to go to the Bahamas with the family or whoever, they're good. We installed... Top of the line sound system. Oh, I not heard it, man. This shit it goes bumps, crazy. right? It goes crazy, it man. Like we have to turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> we can hear our thoughts. That's crazy. Um, you know, made sure that everything's looking top notch. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm, borderline OCD. Everything has to be perfect. You can't have a little burn mark over here. If there's a burn mark, it's getting changed. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I run things, you know? And, and and that's very different from most of the Miami boats, by the way. Absolutely. I hate to say it, but that's the truth of the matter. Attention to details, everything, man. And and that's what sets you guys apart. And I see it. I feel it. I'm on this boat. It's beautiful. It's clean. Every Not one detail has been missed. And it, it, that's what it's about. When you're, when you're paying money, any type, you know, small or big, you want to have a good experience, and I feel like uh, Lupo Yacht Club does that, man. So Thank you. Um, I appreciate what you guys do here. Just kind of wrapping up the podcast, man. I, I want to, you know, kind of go a little personal with it. You know, we've been talking a lot of business, but I want to talk about you, Mike. Uh-oh. What, um, what drives you, man, in, the, in this part of your life now? You got you got kids, you got the boats. You're, you expressed to me a few things, a few, you know, visions before this that, you have with everything that you're doing, but what does Mike want? 
That's a good thought. So first and foremost, right now my kids are getting older and I'm really enjoying spending time with my children that I feel like I have limited time where they really want to spend time with me. So I try to spend as much time as I can with my children. Um, really evolving, you know, turning, I just turned 41, I'm gonna be 42. Getting into my 40s, man. man. bro, you look 25, bro. Right, yeah, you look yeah, a day yeah, over yeah. 25, my man. Except the baldy right here. No, I gotta go to Turkey. <laughs> but, um... We got another client who can help you out. I'll talk to you. All right, let's do it. <laughs> um, so spending time with the wife and the family and the kids, uh, my parents, you know, just appreciating family life, man. That's really what drives me today. Um, seeing the prosperity of the businesses thrive and, 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 and move forward. Um, creating new things. I'm really a creator. Mm. I love to create things. The the financial businesses that I'm in, multiple different times, I've created different products and different services. Uh, the Lupo Yacht Club is a is a very novel and and, and new, unique play on chartering. I don't charter anymore. Well, I'm I'm still chartering until we get our full membership subscription. The well, thoughts are running out, by the way. So, yep, yeah, we, we've got some new members. We got. Um, uh, cryptocurrency companies getting involved. We got family members, you know, a lot of different, unique, different aspects. But that's one of the other cool things. You get to network with a lot of the same like-minded people being a part of this club, you know. And we're going to throw different events, different networking events for them to meet each other if they want and, and be able to network with each other. Like-minded people. Beautiful, man. Look, I can't think of a better way to end this podcast, man. Um, and talking about that vision and, and what you got, you know, planned for the future. I'm really excited to be a part of it. I can't wait to show you even more results and do some crazy things uh, together. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Not That Deep podcast, brother. Let's have some fun and pleasure. pleasure. This is big, man. Cheers. Salute. Hey.